Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Two Spot Monkeys Live. This is episode 76. This is going to be a jam-packed episode. We have lots to cover and not a lot of time. Uh, we actually have less than 76 minutes. So apologies in advance if you're listening or watching. And uh, if you're watching and there's video issues, my internet has been in the toilet for about a week now, and I'm ready to explode um, like the angry emoji from the movie Inside Out. And uh, if my audio is bad, um, I didn't shave and I'm wearing a sweatshirt. So my mic's probably rubbing on my face. You're welcome. Thanks for sticking around. Buckle up. Um, I'm Tom, if you didn't already know that. And I'm joined as always by Jim. Jim, how are you? I am good. It's It might be Krabby Tom this morning instead of Krabby Jim. I, I don't know. I'm in a great mood. So, it's, <laughs> I mean, all things being considered. Uh, we actually have less than 66 minutes, Tom. You said 76, which oh. is still true. 66 is less than 76, but, um, and even less now. So <laughs> let's let's jump right into it, Tom, since uh, we do have a little bit of a time crunch as we record this morning, uh, and talk about the world on GCW. Both of us uh, saw GCW's big Hammerstein ballroom show. Uh, I was able to watch it live. Tom watched it on Monday. Uh, spoiler free, which is good. I think that uh, that probably added. Uh, certainly, I would have thought it would have added to the enjoyment. I, I was glad I didn't know certain things. I try to avoid some spoilers when I can. Um, for instance, I've seen a lot of. And we'll talk about more in a little bit. A lot of things that say two surprises confirmed for the Royal Rumble or a possible surprise confirmed for the Royal Rumble, and I just scroll right past those things because I'm like, I'd rather know. I'd rather have it be surprised. Um, so, Tom, you and I, I think, may have had slightly different thoughts just from our uh, comments that we've written on our, our friends group. Um, not, not not like vastly different, but a little bit. What what were your thoughts on the show? Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it overall. So I want to be clear that I watched the entire pre-show on YouTube to start my day uh, when I watched it uh, because I didn't want to miss anything. Um, now, I granted, I like I was kind of. I was locked in, but I wasn't like 90, I wasn't 100% locked in on that show. I watched everything kind of, you know, beginning to end, but I was kind of, you know, moving around doing some things in the same room. When the actual proper show began on fight, uh, when I watched it on demand, I did stay locked in for the entire time and didn't, didn't turn away. But I thought, you know, top to bottom, you know, I, again, I didn't have a, a baseline of, um, for what GCW is other than having read results and kind of knowing some of the, the big names. So this was a new experience for me. And I think for me, I was probably unfairly uh, comparing it to my experience the week before with Terminus on fight. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it, it's not even close. It wouldn't be fair to con- compare the world on GCW and their event on Sunday to what happened in Atlanta and Terminus the week before in any in any capacity whatsoever. So I'll start there. Uh, and, you know, I, I had more, I guess, I'll, I don't know that I would ever say I had lows. I don't think I had a low at all watching the show. Um, and my highs were, um, were just, again, in, enjoyable moments, for lack of a better term. Yeah, I thought it was a good show. I It was a little different than some of the other GCW shows I've seen. Um, and I haven't seen tons and tons of them, but I've seen some. Um, certainly, they weren't going to get away with the deathmatch stuff um, in New York, New York State Athletic Commission, which that could be a whole other show on why is wrestling governed by state athletic commissions when it's a performance, not an athletic competition. But we don't have time for that rant this morning. I think I think we all know where I land on that, where most of us would land. But anyways, they're not going to let a lot of that deathmatch stuff go. They're just a little too strict on that. 
Um, so, so I kind of missed that element of GCW. GCW has always been to me a really good variety show. Um, they've got usually a deathmatch kind of concept or, or two. They've usually got some good technical wrestling. They've got some Gaga. They've got, you know, whatever. And if you wanted Gaga, my goodness, watch Matt Cardona and Joey Janela. It's funny. I, as I was watching it, I was starting to get a little tired of the Gaga because it was just so much. But when I read your comments on Monday about it being kind of a throwback to ECW, it made more sense. It, sure. it clicked for me a little bit more. Yeah, um, I called it a love letter to ECW because I really yeah. feel like, and and, and I'm, I don't know who gets the most credit. I'm going to hope that it's a mix of Cardona and Janela, but I'm going to probably err towards, I think, think it's Cardona because of just what I've heard and seen and read from him. I mean, it was, it was literally like, take like, you know, a highlight reel of like ECW kind of like, I hate to say paint by numbers matches, but take that and then take like stuff from like one night stand and like bring those together in a fresh, fresh is the wrong term, but bring them together in a way that's palatable uh, and, 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 and smart. And I thought that's what you had there. I will say that the really heavy set guy who uh, attacked Swoggle, and I can't remember his name, Sam something. Sam Stackhouse. Uh, Sam Stackhouse. There we go. Um, uh, go to the top for a moonsault, my friend. Don't do it from the second rope. I thought he was going to kill himself. Um, I, again, that 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 part to me was wasted. Like I don't know him from anyone else on the show. Yeah, but, I've never seen him before. Right. Like so, that kind of just was like blase to me. Like it like, again. It's like it's like a big Sally Graziano back in you know ECW '98 interfered in a match between. Shane Douglas and Sabu. Right. He, he, to my knowledge, had no ties to Cardona or Janela. Swoggle has ties to Cardona. He's, you know, with the major wrestling figure podcast or whatever. And then that whole crew. I know Swoggle's part of the, that group of friends. Uh, I did think Brian Myers coming out dressed like Edge at One Night Stand was a, a nod, a nice little nod. That was, I, I mean, I the minute he hit the spear, I'm like, well, that was fun. And that's Brian Myers. I mean, before he ever took the helmet off, like, and I love that the commentators tried to sell it as a shock, but I'm like, who'd you think it was, guys? Come on, it's Brian Myers. Um, so, so that was fun. Um, I, a little, little disappointing that Gresham wasn't able to be there, but it was medical protocols. It sounds like maybe, um, maybe I don't know. Maybe it was travel. They, they were really. Interestingly, after wrestling companies being very open about why guys aren't making shows, they just kind of said Gresham wasn't there. They really didn't talk about why. And I've seen speculation about medical protocols, I should say. And am I correct that that kind of statement wasn't made until right before the Blake Christian Leo Rush match? Or did, I, was, I, was it announced correct. anywhere else? No, okay. I had seen okay. it on Twitter earlier, uh, just before the show started. Um, I had seen a post that there was at least one change, which in this day and age, like what card goes off without some change anymore. Um, and then Sean Ross Sapp, I believe had posted that he had heard Gresham was out and Leo was in, which Leo was supposed to originally be in the brass ring ladder match. So when that shifted and I want to say G Raver ended up in that spot, um, it was pretty obvious that, yep, that probably was the case. Um, moving forward. Uh, the other thing I think for them, just they've got to work on a little bit is their timing. 
It was the first time they were on traditional pay-per-view. So I, I know you didn't feel it um, as much, which not watching the clock in real time probably helped that because you were able to see it on Monday. Um, but I was re- starting to realize, like, they don't have a lot of time here at the end. Um, and especially the Moxley Homicide match to me felt a little bit rushed. And it didn't quite, Moxley Homicide didn't quite have the oomph I felt like it could. Although the minute it came out and there was still the main event to go, that might have brought things down a little, like, for the crowd. I don't know, because the crowd, I <laughs> I think the crowd was expecting FDR for a second. But when they got Nick Gage, they were thrilled. So they were fine with that in the main event. Yeah, I mean, I was, again, not having ever seen GCW before, only seeing, like, maybe clips here and there. Uh, I did watch the Nick Gage, like, Dark Side of the Ring. Um, but his entrance, holy cow, what an atmosphere, what a pop. I, just to be, like, I felt the energy through the TV on demand. So I can only imagine watching a live in the moment, right? You know, and again, I didn't know what happened, but still, it was it felt live to me. And or being in that Hammerstein bar room and the way they used the camera, and holy cow, like what a what a connection! And, and like the the closest thing I thought of was like the Sandman, but like mm-hmm. he laps the Sandman by like three right. laps or more. Again, I'm three is just an arbitrary number I'm throwing out. Um, beyond that, I just want to h- shout out like Christian Leo Rush, fantastic match as a as a, as a replacement and maybe well, how, however long they had to figure out they were going to be in the ring together. Two pros, uh, the best I've ever seen Blake Christian look. Again, had, don't have a lot of uh, experience there. Leo Rush, he's a guy who's now already declared he's going to not resign with AEW uh, in the next month, uh, so he'll be a free agent again. Super young guy. I just I feel really weird about Leo Rush's like career trajectory. Uh, but again, they kind of have the world before you and do whatever you want to do, which is seemingly what he's doing. Anyway, so young, you may have just seen me do the Akeem hand jive motion because I feel like that's the path. Yeah, it's literally all over the place. But again, again, follow your passions, I guess. I mean, if that's if that's the story here, you know, like don't settle, like go, go and not to, you know, steal from what the pre or the first match on the show, but grab that brass ring somewhere else. Uh, and then the other match, which I, I touted last week as being something I was really looking forward to, that six-man trios, Lucha, six-way, bananas, like just some of those spots were were unbelievable. Um, of note, if you haven't seen it, I know there's clips online, the springboard-assisted flip by Bandito with his opponents was just amazing. And and the triple-decker chicken fight that landed in a destroyer? It's like Yeah. I, I don't I, I mentioned last week that I was not familiar with ASF. I, I hope I see him on more things because I was impressed. Um, and the other five I've seen before and, and knew I was going to be impressed with because um, I'm a fan of virtually all of those guys. Um, and of course, hashtag free bandito has been, you know, something I've been after for a long time. Um, also, uh, oh, it was officially announced while we were recording last week. That's right. Bandito and Gresham at Supercard of Honor. So that'll be that'll be fun to get that that going. Um, so yeah, I thought it was good. I, I certainly thought it was worth the $25. Um, I don't, I made the comment. I don't think it'll end up on any show of the year lists at the end of the year necessarily. There's some moments that could be moments of the year kind of thing. And I agree, Nick Gage. Yeah. The, the uh, connection he has with the GCW crowd, especially, um, is nuts. He had announced the day before that, um, he was not going to be on the Hammerstein show and you could talk to the GCW management and try and find out why. And 
somebody even commented on Twitter or Facebook or wherever I'd seen it and said, I hope he's, I hope he's working us. And I, I had thought about it as a possibility. I didn't know who he teamed with. Um, the minute Matt Tremont came out, I was like, and it's going to be Nick Gage <laughs> um, because Tremont doesn't have a natural partner to my knowledge. And if you saved it for the main event, it had to be somebody that the crowd was going to pop for like that. Tremont comes out. It's not FTR clearly, unless they would have attacked him. And you and I have said all along, FTR and Briscoes is happening on AEW. Tony Khan is not letting that match happen in GCW for at least for the first time, maybe a rematch down the road could maybe, maybe, but the first one's not happening there. It's happening in AEW. Um, Tony Khan's not an idiot. So <laughs> this is really going to sound stupid, but just stick with me for a second for all the doors they use as weapons. It kept popping in my mind. Oh, the forbidden door. There's a forbidden door joke waiting to happen. So um, there, there were jokes to be made. They didn't, they didn't grab that one. So yeah. yeah. For all the low-hanging fruit jokes they had, they didn't they didn't go for the forbidden door. Uh well let's uh let's put a put a pin in GCW. I'm sure we'll we'll come back to them. A thought maybe to just put in your head, and I'll just say it live on the air, Tom. I was filling in on our head to head, and we're gonna talk about that in a little bit too. Um, kind of the upcoming shows that we'll have. We might consider spring break. It could be kind of fun. Um, since that's always and it might be a bonkers pick'em. Um you know, because sometimes there's just wacky matches on that show. But um, and the other problem might be we might have 75 other shows we have to pick that week, too. So it could be a six hour show. But I don't know. It's a thought. It'd be fun to do a GCW show sometime throughout the year. And spring break sounds like it could be, you know, that's usually a really big show for them. So something to think about. Speaking of head to head, you whooped my butt last year. Well, no, you didn't really whoop me. You beat me in a tiebreaker, Tom. Um and I thought I beat you, which is the hilarious thing. Uh, and we talked about that on a previous <laughs> that um, until I came back down a couple days later, a day later, and realized, nope, I had lost the head-to-head. Um, and so after some conversation, we uh, Tom said, how about the January Pro Wrestling Crate as my uh, winnings for the head-to-head? And I agreed to that. And so I set up a gift subscription so it should not renew. Uh, or maybe you'll get two months if I didn't do it right. Um, but, um, <laughs> if I get something in February, I'm going to just laugh hysterically. <laughs> I will. Well, I'll know about it ahead of time because it'll hit my bank, I'm sure, before they ship it. But uh, like, hey, Merry Christmas, too. Uh, so Tom has not opened. The crate came uh, over the last week, and Tom has not opened it. I don't know what's in it either. There's a guy that usually posts online what's in it, and I have avoided that post this month. Uh, so Tom's going to open it live here on the air. We're going to see what did Tom get? Did he did he get some really cool stuff, or did he get a box of junk for winning head to head? Yeah. Find- so yeah, the motivation for me in asking for this was I thought you know it's not something I would have normally done. You know, like you know I can I can order a figure, I can order just a regular T-shirt. You know, anytime. Um, this crate had a couple of cool talents that were involved, uh, so that was a draw. And then there was a special PWG item. So I'm really intrigued about what that's going to be. Um, I like PWG quite a bit. I am needing to get some PWG DVDs to catch up on what they did at the end of 2021. Um, but yeah, so for the uh, for the YouTube viewers, I'm going to pull myself off the screen so that you get a little bigger here. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going to pop this guy open right here. Uh, all right. So this is there's a little postcard. It says spoiler alert. The other side of this card contains the contents of the crate. Um, and then it gives a little preview of next month's talents for the February crate. I'm not going to look at the backside. I don't want to be spoiled. I'm just going to go and dive in item by item. 
First thing at the top of this crate is a t-shirt, which is pretty awesome. Um, and it actually is a t-shirt that I'm really excited about. It is uh, Johnny Gargano. I'll hold that up and you won't see me, but uh, it actually says Johnny Carnage. So it's Johnny Gargano uh, as uh, a Marvel character, Carnage. So that's kind of cool. And the O in Johnny is the kind of Johnny Gargano logo with the eye and the, and the blinking eye or the winking eye. Uh, it's a pretty awesome t-shirt. Um, so that's cool. Item number one, Johnny Carnage. Second thing that falls out is a Brett the Hitman Heart sticker. It's pretty cool. I like stickers. Throw them on, on notebooks or uh, Yetis, water bottles. Next thing is another t-shirt. Uh, that t-shirt is, oh, this is also great. Uh, two guys I probably couldn't argue with having a t-shirt for. Adam Cole, Bebe. It's a pretty awesome shirt. Uh, I'll take that all day, every day. Love the colors there too. So two great shirts off the bat. That right there, I mean, if we were done, that would make the box alone. Um, so that's cool. Um, this is kind of ironic. Uh, this is the PWG, I guess, special item. It's uh, Tremendous Five. Funny story, um, my internet, as I talked about at the beginning of this recording, has been pretty crappy lately. So a couple nights ago, I actually watched this show on DVD. So um, I have you now two copies of Tremendous Five. Um, this uh, main event of the show was Walter versus Brody King. Uh, and you talk about toss battles. It was pretty insane. Um, another great match on here was Trevor Lee versus uh, Ray Phoenix. Next up, uh, a micro brawler. Uh, and that is Erwin R. Scheister, IRS. Pretty cool. I don't have uh, any. Uh, I have one micro brawler. I have Chris Hero. Uh, as if you probably are not surprised because I love Chris Hero. So now I have IRS, so that will remain unopened, and uh, maybe I'll bring him out every tax season uh, and bring him out in my house. Uh, next up, there is a, a Matt Cardona pizza cutter uh, gimmick. It is a plastic, right? But it's a pizza cutter, and on it, it says uh, Deathmatch King Matt Cardona. So that's a fun little... Um, Again, on the heels of talking about GCW uh, and Matt Cardona and Nick Gage. That's fun. All right, reaching back in, there appears to be a pin. Oh, and there is a pin. It's pretty sweet. It's the Nature Boy Ric Flair. So that's cool. Um, I have a, like a fanny pack that I use oftentimes in the summer. But I don't want to have a wallet in my shorts. So I can see Ric Flair going on my fanny pack there. Uh, next up, there's a flat item. I think this is the autograph. Uh, ni it's nicely packaged in a envelope, and it's at the flat bottom of the box. So I think that they take good care to um, to keep it protected well. And again, I don't know. I don't recall who all was in the crate. Again, looking back at this, you know, I said the PWG item drew me to DVD. That's not you know you can get that anywhere. So that that's kind of a little bit of a want want, but it's cool still. Um, the two t-shirts, Adam Cole and Gargano, were reasons I definitely were in on this and that they delivered big time. Um, who could the autograph be? That is the question. Oh, and here we go. AEW uh, star, superstar, Tony Nice. So Tony Nice autograph. Very cool there. Um, you know, for all the grief my wife gives me about uh, coming in the room when women are on the channel, Maybe I should hang this up 
in our room on her side um, so she can check out his washboard abs um, or his autograph or both. Um, eight so, apps, I believe, if he counts. Eight apps. It could very well be. So, yeah, so that's it. Um, and that's pretty cool. So I got to get a frame now for this Tony Nice auto. Um, it's pretty sweet. Um, yeah, so that that delivered big time. I'm, I'm really happy. And, again, like I said, not what I normally would have gone for. I don't, I've never gotten um, pro wrestling crate before. Uh, the last crate I got was – Gosh, 2019, 2018, the WWE crate. And I don't even know if that's a thing anymore. Um, so yeah, this this delivered. So I'm so glad to have won last year. And Jim, thanks for uh thanks for paying up. This was fun. Absolutely. No, and those those two t-shirts I I started to comment and then I realized by pulling myself off the screen that also pulled my audio out. Um, so I couldn't, I'm like, why is he not responding to what I'm saying? I'm like, oh, that's right. Cause he can't hear me. He can't hear me. Uh, so no, I thought those two t-shirts are, are awesome and, and worth the, whatever it was. I don't even remember 30 bucks or whatever the, the crate was, um, 30, 35 bucks maybe with shipping. Um, totally worth that for just those two t-shirts alone. Um, and so the, the, shirt, the shirts are the soft style too, which is like okay. I always like if I if I ever order anything from from pro wrestling tees, any talent, I always go for that soft style. So the fact that they had this, like they're not skimping, like they're not giving you just the gilded, right? Like again, gilded are fine t-shirts. I got a plenty of them, right? But I like that soft style. It's just more comfortable. It feels better. So again, one one more one more bit to advocate for. If you ever want to just if there's a talent or someone that you see, you're doing twelve months out of the year. Um, there, there's the there's the draw or there's the there's the hype for it. I know that now this experience will maybe push me to considering doing it on my own, or should I be so fortunate to run to pull another six month stretch out? You know, again, the one issue is I'll tell you this right now: when my wife sees these t-shirts, she's gonna go, "Which t- two t-shirts do you own now? That are you getting rid of?" She's gonna want me to kick out kick out some. You know, it's got to be a cycle. <laughs> We'll just fold them up, get them in the dry in the uh, dresser real quick before she gets home, and you know. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, that's cool. Uh, thanks for opening that up on air, Tom. I think that was that was fun, and uh, I hopefully I'll be able to come up with something as creative when I win this season of Head to Head, uh, and uh, you know, something. I did the high spots crate for a couple of months a while back. I don't even know if they do theirs anymore. Um, I was able to get shirts in my size other than the fact I wear talls. So they're probably going to be a while before I can wear them. But, um, and, and yeah, I got some cool, just kind of random stuff that, like you said, I, I probably wouldn't have otherwise just bought on my own. Um, I got a Rhino autograph. I got a Marty scroll. Well, yeah. So, um, and a, few, a couple others, I probably got four boxes from them. I think before I, I stopped and it was more of a financial decision to stop at that point. Um, I got a wrestling mask. I've worn that a, a few times for different things. It doesn't. It, it fits my head and my face, uh, but I can't really move my mouth or breathe terribly well, so I don't wear it very long when I have worn it. So um, maybe that says more about the size of my head and face. But anyways, that's a comment for another podcast. Well, Tom, speaking of head to head, we have only picked one show thus far this half season, uh, which we're only 26 days into the year, so that's not shocking. Uh, it was day one. A few matches got thrown out on that show, but you uh, do have the early lead, 5-0 and for you and 4-1 and for me. 
uh, only had five matches that we were able to score on that one. And we only have six matches that we'll be picking this time. It's it's kind of strange that we haven't hit one of those 10 match cards yet. But don't worry, Revolution's coming. Um, and AEW is always sure to put about 47 matches on their card. So uh, we'll, we'll get a big show here before too long. Uh, looking ahead, if, if I have things right, if I'm not forgetting anything, our next show will likely be Elimination Chamber in February, which they have announced uh, for Jeddah over in Saudi Arabia. And then Revolution would be the next show after that. And then we hit uh, Crazy Week of Super Heart of Honor, if we want to bring Ring of Honor back into this, which I think would be fun to do, especially because our picks for Ring of Honor Final Battle were so what will they do as they go into this hiatus? Now, the flip side of that, what will they do as they restart? Um, I think could be some interesting conversation. Stand and Deliver for NXT has been announced uh, as happening. Uh, I read yesterday. I don't know if you read when it's scheduled to happen, Tom. I did not see the day. I saw the listing of the events that are going to be in It has not been officially announced yet, but the plan is for it to be at noon on Saturday, the day of WrestleMania night one. Wow. So they're going to do a double header apparently that day, noon NXT stand and deliver, and then probably six o'clock or seven o'clock. I don't know if that was Eastern, Central, whatever. Um, WrestleMania. So I'll see my wife on Monday that weekend, apparently. And uh, I'm, I'm going to be out of the state. My wife, my, my family, and I are taking a spring break trip this year. Um, my wife, I think I've mentioned here before, transitioned to a, a school based job in the last year full time. So we are now honoring the kind of traditional school breaks as times that we take family vacations. So spring break will be that. And so spring break and WrestleMania weekend fall on the same time. So I don't know when I'm going to see anything. Um, and I don't even know when we're going to pick, to be honest with you. Like, so just, you know, we're, we're not even in the month of February yet. So let's not think about April, but we have to start thinking about March or April because that's going to be a, some, I, we talk about going Broadway sometimes, depending on what we choose to pick that week. Potentially, that could be four shows to pick that week. So, right, right. Um, so maybe spring break should be out because that would be five shows to pick that week. So, um, yeah, we might have to. Uh, th- that might be a burden in the midnight oil. Tom and I are recording at three in the morning uh, to try and find time to get that done. Uh, but we'll worry about that come come March, April. I think you were out of state for WrestleMania last year as well, if I remember right. I was, yeah. yeah. Actually, I happened to be in Florida. We were at Disney World. That's right. That's uh, right. You know, so again, the day that it rained at WrestleMania, it also rained in Orlando. Like, so again, I, funny. Like, you know, rains every day in Florida. So, right <laughs> uh, so will you be in Texas this year then for uh, WrestleMania? Or? Not Texas. No, we're going <laughs> East Coast. East Coast. Uh, well, we've got six matches to pick, and I'm sure we'll talk about our final four picks, although we're not. Those aren't official picks uh, for the Royal Rumble, but uh, we're going to start. Uh, Tom proposed this match order, and I said, let's go with it. Um, and I think it's an interesting match order uh, because we're going to start with the men's Royal Rumble. Uh, so far announced for this Royal Rumble are Johnny Knoxville, WTF, Rey Mysterio, Dominic Mysterio, Angelo Dawkins, Montez Ford, Austin Theory, Sheamus, Big E, AJ Styles, Damian Priest, Kevin Owens, Kofi Kingston, Sami Zayn, Madcap Moss, Happy Corbin, Omos, Dolph Ziggler, Robert Roode, Randy Orton, Riddle, Chad Gable, Otis, and eight more stars, TBA. Uh, Johnny Knoxville, whatever. There's always there's often a celebrity piece in the Royal Rumble. Uh, not always, but often, sometimes. Uh, they had the Saturday Night Live guys the one year. They had Drew Carey the one year. 
him and Sami Zayn kind of have this thing going on, and I Knoxville's going to eliminate Sami Zayn probably, or Sami Zayn will eliminate Knoxville one way or the other, or maybe they both eliminate each other somehow. Um, that'll be fun for what it is. I've never been a huge fan of Jackass. Like that, I've seen the first movie. I've seen some of the shows. Like it's fine, but it's just not something I'm a I'm a big big fan of. So that. That celebrity crossover doesn't do a whole lot for me. I, I forgot to say, since I'm behind in the competition, uh, I'll make the first pick here uh, for this. So, Royal Rumble. Um, I think I think both Rumbles are tough this year. I, there's no, like, clear cut. I think this is what's happening this year. Um, the men's Rumble is also hard. Both of them are hard because, um, as John, our friend John said to me yesterday, uh, and I, I don't have the quote in front of me. Basically, the lack of storytelling and common sense that WWE has has used in the way that they book things means they haven't told a story that leads to anybody winning the Rumble. So, good job, WWE. Um, I I think okay. So if I'm going to pick the final four, I'm probably going to throw more than four names out here. But um, since we're not officially picking them. Um, I think Austin Theory probably ends up in the final four. They're giving him a definite push. Um, and I don't love the stuff with Vince McMahon, but some people do. I know our friend Greg has enjoyed it, and that's great. I'm glad somebody is, because um, even though it's not for me, if somebody, if people are enjoying it, that's good. Uh, apparently, and I have not seen Raw for Monday night. It's just been a busy week. Uh, but apparently he and AJ Styles had a banger of a match on Raw. Did you see Raw? I did. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Uh, which... Austin Theory's good in the ring, so I'm I'm glad they're giving him a chance as a young guy. And I mean AJ Styles, hey, still one of the best in the world. So not shocked they could have a good match, but I'm maybe more shocked WWE gave him the time to have a good match. Um, I think Big E probably ends up in the final four. I think Damian Priest could end up there. I think Kevin Owens could end up there. Um, but and I'm just gonna do it. I've been debating whether I wanted to do this or not. And spoiler alert, I guess for later in the show. I think Brock Lesnar ends up in the Royal Rumble. And I think Brock Lesnar wins the Royal Rumble. Um, we'll talk about how or why later. Because um, I do think there's a couple of different options as to how that could happen, too. Um, but I'm going to go Brock Lesnar as my pick. Because I think we're getting to Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. One way or other, come heck or high water, I think that's where they're going. Um, and so I think this is how we get there. I think there's a couple of different paths we could take, though, to get to Rock, Brock winning. And what's the story for WrestleMania? We can talk about that in a little bit when we get to the WB title match, though. So Brock Lesnar is my winner for the Royal Rumble. All right, so I'm going to hold your feet to the fire because you didn't give me just four. So give me your four. Brock, obviously. <laughs> Brock, Austin Theory. Okay. Big E. I'm going to go Damian Priest. That's way too raw heavy, but I'm going to do it. Okay. All right, cool. I need um, a SmackDown guy in there, but who in the world on SmackDown deserves that spot? I hear you. And and not only that, like when you list those names and you look at the names, right, so you're processing it auditorily and visually, the seemingly lack of star power in this oh, in this match is is very apparent to me and maybe to others as well. Now, granted, pick, it could come in. I don't know. but Yeah, yeah. My pick is Big E, so we differ right off the bat. Uh, I think this is Biggie's match to win. I hope you're uh, right, to be honest, Tom. I hope you're well, right. I think we thought Biggie had a chance last year, so it seems like we're a year behind sometimes. Um, looking back at the last three Rumbles, uh, three years ago, Rollins won and Becky Lynch won. I run it today, then ended up together in a, in a relationship. 
then the next year, Charlotte Flair and Drew McIntyre. And last year, your winners were Edge and Bianca Belair. Coincidentally, uh, so, Charlotte and uh, Edge and Bianca and no, Bianca and Edge, Charlotte and Drew. None, none of them ended up in relationships together. So it's not a rumble. Correct. Yes. Yes. Um, my so is my pick. I think Biggie goes on and and challenges for um, the WWE title. I don't. I do think that we do end up getting. Roman and Lesnar. I don't think that Lesnar needs to win the Rumble to get that match, but we'll talk more there in a moment. My final four are Big E, Kevin Owens, Damian Priest, and Randy Orton. Again, very raw heavy too. But again, looking at that lineup, literally there's nobody on SmackDown that's that's featured outside of Sami Zayn, Moss, Corbin, Kingston, and right. And Big E. And, and again, I'm sorry, but Kofi Kingston's aura may be coming back to life on Saturday. I don't know. It just, it's not where it needs to be. So, I, I, you know, I almost think Edge has to, after the mix tag, go into the Rumble because, yeah, from the SmackDown side, unless you have a shocker or, or, or you get a, a return or a surprise that ends up in the four, final four that maybe then moves on to SmackDown. I don't know. There's, there's not a lot on SmackDown is, after being the best show for a long time, man, the cupboards are bare on that show right now. Um, uh, Sheamus, maybe. Um, so we have two of the same final four again. Final four, not picks that we'll be scoring, but at least it'll be fun to come back and talk about uh, next week. We both have Big E and Damian Priest. Uh, I said Damian Priest, didn't I? You did. He was your fourth. He was okay. I haven't written down, but then I knew I was. I knew we still had two because Owens. If I took Priest out, Owens would have been the swap. So. Um, so I've got Priest, Brock, Austin, and Big E. I feel pretty good about that Austin Theory pick, but I don't know. We'll see. Tom, you get the first pick in the mixed tag match, Edge and Beth Phoenix versus The Miz and Maurice. Uh, I kind of thought maybe this was headed for Mania, but here it is, throw a rumble. Yeah, and, and and because it's here, you kind of go, is this it? Or does what happens Saturday lead to something at, at WrestleMania and I would, what, I, what I would imagine it would be two singles matches. I can't imagine they're going to run this back as another mixed tag come WrestleMania. Or are we just completely blind and they're just going to do something again in Jeddah because that's what they want to do. Now, granted, females in Jeddah, that's a, a fine line to walk. So they probably would be smart to not do that. Yeah, but it's not stopped them from using women, one or two women's matches. But Yeah, it's not stopped them before. So, um, Interestingly, the build for this, I thought the angle that ran a week ago with Beth getting hit with the purse with the brick probably should have been like the go home kind of spot, you know, making kind of Beth is Beth going to be healthy for the Rumble. Well, this past Monday, they did a big Maurice birthday celebration and there was no physicality, um, a little bit of embarrassment, I guess, if you will, like Maurice's birthday cake got smashed because Edge powerbombed some guy through it. Um, like you talk about heated storytelling, and this is not the case. So, some guy, by the way, I believe one of Dalton Castle's boys. Okay, one of the Tate might have been the Tate twins. Gotcha. Again, I wasn't. I, again, I was working and watching, so one eye on work, one eye on Raw. Uh, <laughs> that that famous that famous uh, daily practice here here at the at the work compound. Uh, <laughs> Uh, nonetheless, um, 
I feel like Miz and Maurice have to win because Edge won against Miz at day one. Because I think this goes on beyond Rumble. I'm really not confident in that. And I really don't like that pick. But if, if to your point, Edge gets in the Rumble, him being a victor in this match isn't important in the moment. It's, in, you know, it's important maybe for him and Beth. Uh, but again, I think something else is going to happen. So with he- slight hesitation, Amazing Maurice is my pick here. All right. We are just, there's going to be some scores changing around here uh, because I'm going with Edge and Beth Phoenix. Uh, I think this is the end um, because I, I don't, I think you could do something bigger with Edge for WrestleMania, whatever that is. I don't know what that is yet. Um, I heard Sean Ross Sapp suggest like, what would he want to see? Not that he's reporting at all that it's happening, but that he'd want to do Edge AJ Styles at Mania because that's a match we haven't seen. It, it would be really good. I'm like, hey, sign me up. That would be, I don't quite know with Edge on SmackDown and, um, is that on SmackDown? Edge is on Raw. Like, he's, yeah. seeing Edge on SmackDown. Yeah, I, when you said that in the Rumble, I was like, uh, Jim, he's on Raw. But I, I, I love you, brother. Yeah, and, uh, SmackDown and, uh, has nobody. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to trade people from Raw over there. <laughs> oh, apparently I'm the new GM. I don't know. But um, why do I keep? Wow. Okay. I just associate Edge with SmackDown because he was SmackDown for so long. Years and years and years. Um, but uh, hey, catch catch up 2022, Edge is on Raw, Jim. Um, so yeah, it wouldn't be hard to get there at all, actually. They're both on Raw. You can write a story. It's a thing. Um, I should, back backing up for one second into the Rumble, I think one of the stories is going to be how do they eliminate Omos. Um, I expect Omos is going to toss six, seven, eight, nine, ten guys. Um, he's going to be the monster of the match. I'd like to see Otis get part of that. Um but I think because of almost, I'm not sure Otis is going to get as much of that. Um, so interesting to see how that plays out. Back to this match. I think this is the end. I think you move Edge onto something else. You move the Miz into, I don't know, whatever the Miz does um, at WrestleMania, which won't matter. Um, maybe he's involved in the intercontinental title picture because um, coincidentally, there is a guy. Um, I don't know if you've heard of him. His name is Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, and he holds a belt that they call the Intercontinental title. Um, but he's not even announced for the flipping Royal Rumble. Um, he's the gre- he's the greatest example, in my opinion, without really di- digging into the rosters, of a SmackDown talent who should be absolute top-notch main event level, perception, reality, all of those things. And he's not. You're barely, barely remembering at times to, to mention not only Shinsuke Nakamura's name, but the fact that he's Intercontinental Champion. Right. It's it's just mind-boggling, especially with as bare as the cupboards are on SmackDown. Hello. You got a super talented guy who's got a belt that he hasn't defended in like 86 months. Like, what are we doing? Anyways, um, I don't know how I got on Shinsuke. But anyways, oh, Intercontinental title. Maybe Miz does that at Mania. Who knows? Um, again, even remember they have Shinsuke on the roster. So one, one more thing, Jim. I know you're playing GM. Miz is on Raw. Shinsuke's on SmackDown. I don't mean just saying. Son of a. Um, <laughs> let's just edge and, and Beth win this match. I think Beth. Uh, maybe Beth gets the pin on Maurice. I don't know. Um, to give that would be the logical thing to do. 
Right. Yeah. Um, and then you could still do Edge Miz again, you know, on Raw or something if you want, because I mean, we can't not see this three more times, even if it's over, because that's how WWE books like rematch city. So, well, let's talk about something that's not a rematch, although they've faced in some uh, some tags. I think this might be the first one on one match uh, between, uh, again, crackpot research, the Raw Women's title match, Becky Lynch and Dewdrop. So I get the first pick on this one. This very much feels to me like Royal Rumble every year seems to have a match. And it's usually one of the WWE title matches or a women's title match where they drop a challenger in that, you know, has no shot of winning because they've just got to kind of move the story along. The one I always think of is Brock Lesnar versus Bob Holly at the Royal Rumble for the WWE title. Like Bob Holly was not winning the WWE title. It still was a good match. They, you know, they beat tar out of each other for a little bit. Um, but the Royal Rumble always seems to have at least one of those title matches. And this is the one for me that feels that way. I think they've done an okay job. I, I don't love the story of Becky pick Dewdrop because she's the weakest link. Like, I don't know that that's how I'd build Dewdrop. Um, I also wouldn't have kept her name as Dewdrop when she character changed. I would have had her say that's, although Becky's line a couple of weeks ago on Raw about, um, they gave you a name or, or something about you made a name for yourself. Oh no, that's right. Somebody else gave it to you. Um, was a decent line. Um, although Becky Lynch, not your real name either. Um, her real name is Becky, but I don't think it's Lynch. Um, if I remember right. Yeah. I think Rebecca Knox. Knox. That's right. That's right. And I, I see, I knew something on this show today. Um, coincidentally, she's on raw. I, I know that um, because it says right on the screen here, raw women's title. Um, but Dewdrop coming over from SmackDown. No, I'm kidding. Um, Dewdrop, though, um, I think this will be good. I think the way that even though I don't love the whole like Becky pick Dewdrop because she's the easier win because um, she was avoiding Liv and Bianca. Um, I think Dewdrop's done a nice job of saying, you know, you're going to regret that decision. And, and they built Dewdrop decently well over the last couple of weeks. I wish they would have done some stuff with her before. So we actually would have given a rip about her before the last three weeks. Uh, but hello, WWE booking. So Becky Lynch is winning this. Not a chance in the world Dewdrop wins this title. And I kind of feel like this is going to be the first time you and I have the same pick today. Yeah. Yep. You are correct. I picked Becky Lynch as well. Uh, I don't think there's, you know, uh, a chance that Dewdrop, you know, wins the title unless it were to be some crazy outside interference that caused Lynch to, uh, to drop the title here, which again would I think then be the vehicle to get her in the Rumble match. Again, I don't see that happening at all. I do think the story of the match will be, you know, do drop, you know, proving to Lynch that she isn't, you know, a pushover. But don't I don't know that that is going to be a story that gets told very long. So, yep, we are finally in the third match. Same pick. Becky Lynch is my pick. Yeah, I I figured this was this one was a safe. We were both going to be the same. Tom, you have the first pick then. Uh, crazy that we're already the universal title match, but with only six matches announced. Um, I have to say I'm surprised. I thought we were going to get Alpha Academy and RK Bro. Um, even though they're in the Rumble, I thought we were going to get them in a rematch. But doesn't that, seem, that seems like it's headed for Elimination Chamber or Raw based on the segment they did yeah. Monday and then the kind of the story they're telling. There's like a like a like – a, Think of Billy Madison. Think of the challenges that yep. Billy Madison has to encounter. That's what you're getting with Alpha Academy and RK Bro. I had not um, made that connection, but you're right. Uh, you're Rollins right. versus Rollins, the Battle of the Shield Brothers, those who are left. Yeah, no, this is a cool match on paper, and I liked how they built it. It's kind of weird because is Roman Reigns shifting to be a babyface? 
I, I don't think so, but is he? I, I, I don't know, because he's with the Usos, and the Usos are definitely bad guys. The Usos actually are banned from this match. That's another big piece to, to name, yes. um, because Seth and Kevin Owens defeated the Usos last Friday on SmackDown. I'm really excited. I think this is the match on paper that I think has the, the best chance to be a really great in-ring match. I think Lesnar and Lashley is a, is a close second, uh, but I think that's a more of just a crazy, like, just like wicked strong, you know, strong man battle tastic extravaganza. And those were words that are just coming to my mind right now. I did not have that pre-planned. Um, we've already kind of said we think, I think collectively, that Lesnar and Reigns is the destination. Is that destination in Jeddah? Because that's what they pay the WWE for, those Saudis. Uh, is that I hope that's not uh blasphemous. To call them Saudis. Um, Careful if it is, man. Right. Uh, um, or is it WrestleMania in Dallas? You know, and and it could be both. It really could be both. But anyway, I, it doesn't it doesn't matter where it happens. I do think that's the destination, especially because of COVID not allowing it to happen at day one. Roman defeats Seth Rollins here, and I think the question for me is: Does this push Seth Rollins into a further like descent of madness? Uh, and, and, and and we've not addressed it here before, but let's name it now. And I'm I'm disappointed in you, Jim, that you don't have it on the banner. His name is Seth freaking Rollins now. Um, and I just I, I, I I'm actually bothered by that. I'm not and I'm teasing you. I don't I'm glad it's just the Seth Rollins on our banners today. Um give me a break. Give me a I mean next thing you know, he's just gonna be called Seth. So I guess I'll take Seth freaking no. Rollins over just Seth. No, he'll be freaking. <laughs> That'll be his name, freaking. Uh, uh, and and coming to the ring from Des Moines, Iowa, or whatever town in Iowa is from, freaking. The the question will be: even though the Usos are banned, do the Usos still get involved? And then does that still allow Roman to win? And then does then Roman have to defend in the elimination chamber? And is Seth one of the guys in the chamber because he has issues? We'll see. Could very well be. Um, so coincidentally, I, I did a little bit of research while you were talking, Tom. Crackpot, look out. I believe this is their first one-on-one -on -one match on pay-per-view uh, since Money in the Bank 2016 when Rollins beat Reigns for the title. And I believe that was the night that then Ambrose cashed in his Money in the Bank briefcase and beat Rollins immediately uh, for that title as well. Uh, so that was the night all three S.H.I.E.L.D. members were world champion on the same night, you know, over the course of a few minutes. Um, so yeah, kind of a fresh matchup. Um, they have not faced each other. Their last actual one-on-one -on -one match, at least according to ProFight uh, database, their last straight-up one-on-one match was on SmackDown in October of 2019. So in a pre-COVID world, uh, these two have not faced. Um, now, Seth has been on Raw, Roman's been on SmackDown. I got that right. Um, so that explains partially why they haven't uh, touched. And I think there's there's that piece too. Rollins says if he wins the title, he's bringing it to Raw, um, where the Universal Title in his you know belongs in his mind, because obviously they kind of swapped a while back. Um, I think there's an outside, non-zero chance that Lesnar somehow costs Reigns the title here, but I think it's very small. Um, I, Reigns is my pick. Uh, I, I don't see the change here uh and and again to go back to what we've been saying for a long time i want the person who beats reigns to be somebody that elevates them i want it to be a 
a Big E or a, and again, shows be darned while I'm saying this, this isn't me forgetting who's on what show, but the kind of people I'm talking about, I want it to be a Big E, I want it to be a Damien Priest, I want it to be Austin Theory, I mean, you'd really have to work to get there um, anytime in this year, I feel like, but somebody who can really make. I fear it's going to be Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania, and Brock doesn't need that. But that's a problem we can talk about when we're on our 18-hour show uh, in late March. So uh, Reigns wins here. I agree with you. I think the Usos probably show their face somehow. Um, interesting, though, that they've been banned from ringside and also not announced for the Royal Rumble. Um, so they could there could be a story of, well, the Usos are going to enter the Royal Rumble and make sure they win so that, you know, the bloodline keeps everything, and, and then they'll acquiesce the title shot and you know not take it or they'll lay down or whatever i don't know you could tell a story but why bother why would we tell stories um it's something you could have done maybe and maybe something will happen on smackdown friday that sets that up i don't know reigns wins here let's go to the wb title match and this this is where things get interesting for me um brock lesnar defends against bobby lashley first of all i think we've talked about this a couple of times i cannot wait to watch this match I, this is a match that a lot of people have been talking about for a long time. It's never happened. Love first-time matches. Something we haven't seen. That's great. Um, it feels like there's so few of those in WWE anymore. Uh, so, especially at this level, when you're talking the title matches. So, very, very cool that we're getting it. I hope that it gets a little bit of time. doesn't need 30 minutes or anything for these two guys, but a, a little bit of time. And let's watch two hosses just beat each other up. Uh, this is going to be really good. So a couple of different ways I can see going back to my Brock pick in the Rumble. Um, Brock could win this match and still take somebody out, enter himself in the Rumble to set up that title versus title that he challenged Roman Reigns to um, a while back, a month ago, whatever it was, after day one. Uh, or I could see a world where Reigns or the Usos, because the Usos are not banned from the ringside of this match, obviously, um, cost Brock Lesnar the title here. And Bobby Lashley would win the title, and then Brock enters the Rumble, Brock wins the Rumble, Brock goes on to face Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Um, which then could set up, do we have an elimination chamber to set up the WWE title match then at WrestleMania when we do elimination chamber? And do we get Bobby Lashley versus, say, Big E, which I think would be really good and um, there's been a story there as well. Biggie beat Bobby Lashley for that title um, when he cashed in his money in the bank, if I remember right. Is that right, Tom? That's correct. Okay. They were both on Raw. Is that right? <laughs> but um, Biggie came over from SmackDown, actually. Biggie did come over. That's right, actually. I can't even keep these rosters straight. But um, Or does Paul Heyman turn on Brock? Um, not to go to Bobby Lashley, he would go back to Roman Reigns if he turned on him. I'm, I'm not suggesting Paul Heyman and Bobby Lashley, although that would be really interesting um, and not something anybody sees coming. But um, I'm having a hard time deciding which of those two paths I would like to take um, because those make my picks. I, I'm going to go Brock and just that he just dominates everything. I won't be shocked if I'm wrong on that. But this might be strategic because I think you're going to pick Brock and I don't want to be too many different. So let's see if I'm wrong about that. You pick Bobby Lashley. Yeah, no, I'm picking Brock as well. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know that I see eventually Roman Brock title versus title. 
Right. I also wouldn't put it past WWE to go that route as well. Um, and I, it, it's almost a little weird, right? Because like, what if they did that on night one and that's like the main event of night one, but then someone, the winner of the Rumble perhaps, is waiting for the to choose his winner on night two. That actually could be a fun story if they wanted to tell that. Um, again, let's let's not give them more credit than they deserve because they're not doing a really decent job telling stories now, as we clearly have stated. Uh, again, I think very interesting that you know here who's the who's the babyface and who's the heel. I, Brock has not definitely been super heelish, but he's also had heelish tendencies, and he's with Heyman, who's traditionally been been a bad guy. Bobby Lashley has consistently been been a heel, but I think he's actually very sympathetic here so is he the baby face and again th- this and then the, the roman and, and rollins match to have two of your primary titles being bad guy versus bad guy just in the you know not using the, the traditional insider wrestling jargon like is a very interesting approach but again they're they're they're, they're matchups that you want to see you know when you look at nfl matchups you know teams aren't baby faces and heels but you do tend to tend to like certain teams and certain players. So when certain matchups happen, you're like, wow, this is a pick 'em, right? And 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 that's spoiler. Well, the Packers are heels, but anyways, that's a sure, sure. Well, and again, I know we're gonna be pushing the limits here on our time, but I do want to make sure we take a moment to talk NFL picks for the yep. championship games this weekend. Um, so yeah, so we're we're equal here. Brock, Brock wins. I think your pick of Brock, whether you're hedging your bet, um, or, or or you really feel like that there's a good chance of that happening, and then him entering the rumble as well. It's a very interesting story that they 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 could tell. Um, and one thing that I wanted to mention, we talked about the the weakness or the shortcoming of SmackDown. Something we totally forgot, and and he came to my mind when I thought of these two guys, Drew McIntyre. And I don't know if Drew McIntyre is back and healthy come Saturday, but that would be a great surprise entrant, unannounced, but again, deservedly so. Right, and uh, yeah, and if his neck is healthy, and I've heard absolutely zero updates, which makes me wonder. Um, although part of me wonders too, if they're not saying anything so that we wonder, which kudos to them then too. I mean, you want people guessing. So Drew, if Drew gets there, if Drew gets into the rumble, I would not be shocked at all for him to be in the final four. I'm just not convinced neck wise he's able to do that. Um, but that's only because they haven't updated anything. So, um, it's part of the reason that I put Sasha Banks on the IR in our fantasy league instead of Drew McIntyre, because I knew Sasha was going to be out a little while. Um, Speaking of Sasha, she won't be in the Women's Royal Rumble. Um, but Tom, you get the first pick. Who, uh, man, throw a dart, man. I just, there's a couple of ways you could go, but. Yeah, again, same thing here. Like when you talked about the Men's Rumble, uh, and, and it's a little bit different. And I do appreciate the difference because they're bringing back a lot of, they've already announced names that are not traditional, like the Bellas, like Michelle McCool. Because they don't have Ray, enough women. Lita Kelly. Well, true. I mean, that's, that's a fair statement. Um, Mickey, Mickey James, you know, not under contract, under contract to impact. And she'll be here uh, unless something changes between now and then. I think when you look at the names that are contenders here or, or worth considering, Charlotte Flair, uh, she is the SmackDown Women's Champion, but she did say she wanted to, uh, did, did, did she not say she wanted to name her challenger? Yes. Okay. So by winning, yeah. she would then pick her Interesting challenger. that she wouldn't want to challenge Becky or whoever the Raw Women's Champion would be for a title versus title. She wants to name her challenger. I just find that, like, okay. That, yeah, that is interesting. That is interesting. Uh, of course, Bianca Belair. Uh, Liv Morgan has to be up there. Again, that's kind of not surprising to say because of how they've booked her. But I think, like, now, if you're going to do something with Liv, you started at the end of 21 as you continue to 22, like now is the time to still continue to, to, to see if that momentum can be carried. Uh, Shotzi's a, 
uh, talent who I think they haven't even begun to scratch the surface with. Um, and, and and Shotzi, don't tweet that you had meatloaf for dinner the night after meatloaf died. Like, come on, what are you doing? Did you see that? I didn't, but that fit, I think that fits with what I would perceive to be her personality. Um, she said, "Wow, weird, he died. I had meatloaf for dinner last night," and she deleted it and apologized. But <laughs> um. The other person, and and this someone who like I'm waiting for WWE to really get behind her again, and I and I think that she has to get through what she's dealing with now, and you'll I'll name what she's dealing with, which is not dealing with, but it's the story that she's saddled with. I will say that uh, Rhea Ripley, Rhea Ripley and Bianca were the final two last year, and Rhea Ripley I think is money waiting to be cashed in on, or money waiting to be invested in and reap dividends, and she finds herself. Again, with Nikki A.S.H., which was a fine little story, and their their run as tag champs was fine. But now Rhea's totally babyface because Nikki was the one that turned and dissolved the team when it looked like Rhea was going to be the one to do that. Um, she's she's Cody Rhodes, or or the guy you said from The Boys, Homelander. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Homelander, yeah. is that right? Yeah, Homelander, yeah. When you said the boys, I went to Dalton Castle's boys. And I was oh, like, right, oh. sorry, sorry. The <laughs> Amazon Prime thing. She's, yes. she's the hero. She's the villain who thinks she's a hero. Yes, I, which that's cool. And, and 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 again, I think she's, like, her promo on Monday uh, was, was strong. Um, This is tough. This is actually tougher for me than the women's match. I'm going to give you my final four. Uh, you have to go back to Bianca. You have to go back to Rhea. Uh, Charlotte has to be there, I think. Um, and I'm going to say Liv Morgan. Um, though I think that Shayna Baszler um, or a potential returning Asuka could be an outside shot. Uh, and I'd love to see Asuka go deep here if she comes back. Um, of those four... <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, I mean... Two of two of those people are already people that have no, no I'm sorry. Only yeah, two of those people are already people of one. The only person yep. that, that isn't in the rumble that has one is Becky Lynch. Um, do they do a repeat already in the fourth time that they're doing a women's rumble? Well, and Asuka has won a rumble too, but yes, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um I don't know why when I pulled up that I didn't name her, but my bad. Anyway. First. Yep. Um uh, I think it's Bianca Belair. I don't like that pick very much, but I think that the money is her having a second WrestleMania moment in a row and dethroning Becky. I don't really, I don't really like that, but I think that makes a lot of sense in my mind. So Bianca yeah, Belair. I, uh, it's funny. I wrote down my final four. I wrote down my winner, and then before you made your pick, I crossed it out. I changed my winner because I've been back and forth between two. And the more I was looking at my final four, I was like, yeah, I think this, and I think that, okay. And then I wrote down two uh, honorable mentions, but my final four are the exact same four you have. Charlotte, Rhea, Bianca, Liv. I think the two possibles, uh, if Asuka returns, I think she makes the final four. Um, and I could see Asuka eliminating Charlotte, and we go towards that at WrestleMania whether Asuka wins the Rumble then or, you know, that. I think if Charlotte doesn't win, I think her elimination will play into her story going forward. Um, and and I, there, there are small rumblings about Ronda Rousey. 
And if she comes back, I, it's hard to pick against her, but I'm not going to pick her right now because we don't know that she's in it. And I haven't heard quite enough like, oh, yeah, it's happening kind of things. Um, because unfortunately, if Ronda Rousey comes back, I think we don't get Bianca Becky. I think we get Ronda Becky because that's the match that should have happened years ago. And maybe we finally get it. Um, I don't know that Ronda would need to win the Rumble, though, to get that match either. I think you could do that. You could tell a couple stories. Um, regardless, I originally wrote down Charlotte, and then I went, no, I think her elimination plays into her story going forward. I I don't love the idea of her picking her challenger, because then are we doing kind of what we're doing with Becky and Dewdrop? She's going to want to pick the easiest challenger or something like that. Um, or it, do we end up with Ronda Charlotte again? And does Charlotte, maybe Ronda doesn't come back at the Rumble, but Charlotte challenges Ronda Rousey to come out of retirement. That'd be interesting. But I think I've just told way more interesting stories than Bruce Pritchard and Vince McMahon can. So, or at least choose to. So that's not going to happen. Um, so Bianca Belair, my winner, uh, back to back. I think going to Bianca Becky at Mania makes total sense. And I think that's a good way to re-establish Bianca back at that level. She's not far off it. Um, I'm with you on Shayna Baszler, though. Do something with her, people. You're idiots. Um, we're, we're getting close up against our time. So let's talk NFL real quick. I don't even have a banner for it, Tom. We'll just talk about it. Yeah, uh, just in summary, we have two different picks. Yes. Four, four of the six were the same. Two differences. So um, we'll be fun to watch on Saturday and um, yep. come back and talk about it next week. I will not see the show live on Saturday. I'm going to watch it on Sunday because of, of a trivia booking. So. Um, would love to get home from trivia and start it from the beginning, but hey, Peacock can't figure that out. So anyways, that's another rant another day. Uh, we have NFC, NFL Championship Sunday this Sunday. The NFC Championship is the Los Angeles Rams and the San Francisco 49ers in an NFC West showdown. Way to prove that the rest of the divisions don't mean anything in the NFC. Um, and in the AFC, the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, chalk right there for them to be in the game. But the upstart Cincinnati Bengals are there against the Chiefs. Uh, Tom, you originally, if I remember right, had Buccaneers Packers in the Super Bowl. No, that I, couldn't happen. Uh, and Bill, Bill's, Bill's Packers. Bill's yeah. Packers. Yeah. And I had Buccaneers Chiefs. I was mixing our games, and I knew that the minute it came out of my mouth. Uh, <laughs> so, so your game is gone. That's my not game is gone. Yeah. Um, and I have one half of my game could still make it uh, from our original picks, but. Uh, who, do you want me to go first? You go first. Don't uh, we don't? It's we're not picking this for a pen. Yeah, and, and we're short on time, so I'll make it quick. I, I I think I think the Chiefs, after what they did Sunday against Crazy. Buffalo, they're destined. Uh, something's going to have to go terribly wrong in Arrowhead for them to not win on uh, Sunday. So Chiefs out of the AFC, um, and the Niners have been kryptonite for a lot of teams, especially the Rams this year. I don't think I don't think that they do it for the third time. So I think we have a really sexy Super Bowl matchup of Rams Chiefs. I in for two years in a row after never never happening in the history of the NFL before, a host city has a home home team in the Super Bowl. And I think that matchup is going to be amazing. If Absolutely. And and you're right. The Niners have beat the Rams twice. It's hard to beat a team three times. Um, my brother was a Niners fan. I'm pulling for the Niners, uh, but I don't think it happens. I think Matthew Stafford and the Rams get the job done. I think it's going to be a great game. And I'm with you. I love the Bengals. I think the Bengals are going to be a really good team moving forward. I think the Bengals are going to get to some Super Bowls and probably win some Super Bowls with Joe Burrow. 
I just don't think they're there yet. I think the Chiefs are too. So I'm with you. Chiefs, Rams, and we'll talk Super Bowl pick next week. Or two weeks. Or in two weeks because, hey, they have a week off. Yeah. Uh, are, there, are the Chiefs on Raw or Smack? Anyway. Um, <laughs> they're on Team Red. They are on Team red. red. So I think that's Raw. Right. Exactly. Um, the Rams have some blue. Anyways. Um, all right. Well, thanks, everybody, for joining us. We're up against our time, I know, here. So everybody have a great day. Enjoy the Royal Rumble. And uh, we'll be back with you next week on Two Spot Monkeys Live.